You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Uh, John chapter 12, we'll read just a couple verses and then we'll get into the message and I'll read the verses, but if we could just tonight, out of respect of the reading of God's Word, could we all just stand? John chapter 12, we'll read the first four verses. I'll read, and you can just follow along silently, and then we'll pray. John chapter 12, beginning in verse number 1, it says, Then Jesus, six, uh, then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. We'll stop right there, and then we'll pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this time tonight, Lord, and Lord, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, I thank you for this time of season, Lord, as we celebrate the greatest gift of all, your Son, Jesus Christ, and dear Jesus, I pray tonight that you'd hide me behind your cross. Lord, I pray that you'd use me, give me the words to say. Lord, thank you for just this thought tonight. I pray that it'd be a blessing to at least one person tonight. We ask these things in your precious name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, we're a little bit on a time restraint tonight, but that's okay because I talk fast, and then when I get nervous, I talk even faster. So I just need one more thing. If you'll listen fast, then we'll all be working together uh, very good. Uh, but John chapter 12 here, we read those verses, and I just want to focus on that phrase in verse number three, at the end there, it says, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Now, for me, uh, I have a very sensitive nose. Uh, and what comes along with that, I also have a sensitive stomach. So I like pleasant smells. I don't know if there's anybody out there that likes unpleasant smells. Uh, but I, I, for me, I could walk into a, a room and I smell something that most people can't smell. Uh, except for my own uh, smells, I guess, I don't know. But I, uh, I, I think about the many times that I worked on a farm and the farmers would, uh, it, uh, they had so much machinery, but the, the corn or the beans would spill out of their, uh, their machines or whatever and it would sit there all winter and then it would sit there in the spring and then summertime rolled around and it got just as hot there, if not as it does here. And I was the bottom guy on the totem pole and when that rotten corn and those rotten beans, it was my turn always to shovel the, the rotten corn and rotten beans. I tell you what, there was some pretty interesting smells I remember. I remember also playing rock, paper, scissors with some of the other guys, and I, I seem to always lose when I, when I want to win. When I don't care to win, I norm, normally win. But I just I didn't like those smells. Uh, but I think about a lot of smells that just uh, they'll bring back memories. I'll walk into someone's garage, and instantly it smells like a garage that me and my grandparents had. Or I'll walk into a basement, and uh, does anybody else have something like that? You smell something, it just reminds you of something. Uh, I know that uh, maybe smelling a cologne or perfume, it reminds you of somebody. Uh, and uh, I think about some great smells like bacon on the frying pan. Oh, and uh, I, I'm not much of a morning person, but if there's bacon sizzling on the pan, I'm getting up. And uh, I think of another smell that I like. I like freshly cut grass. Not when I'm cutting it, but when someone else is cutting it, it smells pretty good. Uh, I like uh, just fresh smells. I think most people could agree that we like the fresh smells. And um, here in this phrase here, it talks about how the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. I think about just the setting here in this, this passage tonight. Mark records this in Mark 14 that Jesus 
was sitting in the house of Simon the leper during this time. And uh, you'd be surprised where you find Jesus if you go looking for him. And I'm so glad that he goes to the leper's house. I'm so glad that he goes to the hated tax collector. I'm so glad that uh, we have the story of the account of when he spent time with the, the Samaritan woman who was living in adultery. And he, he, he spent time with her and he was witnessing to her. And I'm so glad that he came down to my house one day. And he came down to my level and he, uh, he, he extended his grace and his love and his mercy to me. And uh, I think about just this, this setting on this passage here. I think about just how Jesus Christ came to this earth. And uh, as you get to know Jesus more, it's not very surprising how he came. Uh, it wasn't very loud. There wasn't a loud announcement about him as he was coming. It came after he was there. But he was just born in a manger in the stable because there was no room for him. He came very humbly. And as Christians, we're supposed to follow Jesus Christ's example. And we're supposed to walk humbly. And I'm so glad that he left his perfectly home and came to this imperfect world to extend that greatest gift of all, salvation. I think about here as, as Mary uh, was probably, maybe she was help serving, but it, you find she finds herself back at Jesus' feet. She finds herself drawn to him. And uh, you'll never truly anoint him with your worship until there's a passion that just draws you to him. Amen. And uh, I don't know about you, but I could just get so caught up in the hustle and bustle of life that I tend to just forget about taking some time and just spending time with God and thanking him yes. and worshiping him. And tonight, really, the, the, the theme of the message tonight is just worship Him. And if I could just say that the title of the message would be, there was an unmistakable aroma about this house. And I want that to be in my life as well. I want there just to be, there's, there's no mistake of what that aroma is about me, that I just want to worship and I want to praise my Savior and thank Him for all that He's done. The, the Scripture tells us that Mary had anointed the Lord and the house was filled with the odor. But you see, this fragrance was not... Uh, just particular to just one person in that room. Uh, they smelt it. The whole house smelt it. And I'm sure days after even that, that physical anointing, I'm sure people coming over could still smell the praise and the worship that took place. And uh, I think about just many times in my life that I can look back at a service and I said, man, God was real in that service. It's not that he's not real now, but he just really came down and he met. I remember the night that I was called to preach that uh, I, just, I, I was fighting it for so long and finally I just said, all right, Lord, I, I, I give in, and I'll do this. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'll do it. And I just remember just the, 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 the extreme peace that came over my life as I just said, Lord, it's not my life, whatever you want to do. And uh, just use me as, all, as my prayer. I just want to be used. And uh, sometimes the ministry you do just get used, but that's okay. But uh, there was just unmistakable aroma about this place. And, uh, but see, the, the, the aroma of the spike nerd, it was very, it was very costly. Worship doesn't mean much if it doesn't cost you much. It's, right. it's easy to come to church. It's easy to stand there and open the Bible, but it's hard to get up when you're tired, open up the Word of God, and say, Lord, give me something today. Yes. It's hard when nobody around you is doing right, but you got to do right. Yes. And uh, I, I think about just how um, maybe it's, it's easier uh, for you to... Uh, to be a witness, to be an example around people that are not, but that's when they're watching you. We just had a conversation today with uh, uh, someone, that a Christian in our life that had, uh, had a great circumstance that came to their life, and the way they responded to that was a great testimony, and I've learned so much just watching that person, how they went through that trial, and uh, they didn't get all upset, they just quietly uh, went through it, and, um, and I've learned so much just watching that, the, that Christian go through that. 
And you know what it says there, if we read on in verse number four, it says, Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was this not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bear what was put therein. You see, now we understand where Judas is coming from. We know who he is, but not everybody knew in the room at that point why Judas was saying that. And the Bible even tells us that he wasn't worried about the poor. He's worried about the money. But when you worship somebody, when you worship the Savior and it's costly and it costs you something, it's not going to make sense to people around you. It's, not going to, it's definitely not going to make sense to uh, the, the lost. It might not even make sense to some Christians how we worship and how we, we should give adoration to our Savior. And I think about just how many times that I just, so many things I take for granted in my life that I don't st stop and thank God for the things that he's given to me in my life. And I just, you sit there and just get overwhelmed. And I think about just, when was the last time that I got down and I just said, Lord, thank you so much. I want to worship you. I want there to be an unmistakable aroma about my life, about my home, because I love you and I want to worship you. It was a costly love. But they had no idea what it was worth to marry. Uh, but this fragrance would only have been saved for the most precious of moments. I'm sure if we do, if I was to do better research, but from my understanding, uh, this, this, this spike nerve of ointment here was about a year's wages at the time. It was very costly, and it cost very much. And uh, people probably didn't understand why she was using it at this time, but it wasn't but much later that Jesus Christ went to the cross. And I'm sure Mary was very thankful the last opportunity that she had that she used that. And I'm so glad that she did. We have this example of her, how she used this spike, uh, this ointment for, her, for, for Jesus. But see, the mistake, the mistake here is that uh, those around them, we, we know the story, Martha was all worried about her not, not serving with her. And uh, was thinking about all the, doing the, the work. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of work that goes into ministry. There's a lot of work. You, all of you know that. But if we're not taking time to worship our Savior, you're going to get burnt out. And you're going to get focused on the work. And you're going to get focused on the problems. You're going to get focused on the negativity. But if you, if you just get as close as you can to the Savior and you start to just worship Him, all those other things doesn't even matter. Amen. You say, Lord, whatever you, you went through so much for me, I could go through this little bit uh, that I'm going through right now. And I think about um, the, the setting there, and I think about the, the aroma that filled the house. See, there's no mistaking the scent of the adoration uh, when the sinner begins to pour their heart out and anoint Jesus Christ as their king. You think about it, you start to think about, man, we, we serve the king of kings. We serve our savior. And uh, I, 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 sometimes I just, it's one of those things you just forget about. Out of sight, out of mind. It says, well, I know I'm supposed to go to church. I know I'm supposed to witness. I know I'm supposed to do these things, but we just pretend to forget about just taking time and worshiping Him. And we can worship Him in church, but there's nothing like just spending time with Him. You know, the, the, nobody understood what it meant and how much it cost, but Mary knew. Jesus knew, and that's all that matters. When we start to try to do things to get man's approval and start to say, look what all that I'm doing, you're missing the point. It's just about Jesus, and that's what Christmas is all about. It's about Jesus. Jesus is truly the reason for the season. He's the reason for every season. And I'm so thankful uh, for what he's done in my life. Now, here's the message, is that we see that the love that she had in verse 3, it was a pricey love. It was a very pricey love. And I've made mention of it all uh, before, but if it doesn't cost you anything, you're probably not going to want to do it. 
Uh, I think about many times that maybe you get a deal somewhere and it's free, and uh, maybe you, you miss something that you you know you missed a free thing. Well, it was free, it's okay, but you miss you miss something that you know you you, you paid for something and it's very expensive. I remember uh, growing up that uh, my dad, um, I loved my dad, and he he would uh, you know we would have dinner. I think I made mention of this before, so sorry for the same illustration. But I, I grew up in a house that, okay, you, do, you don't want that? That's fine. We'll set it on the counter. Next time you're hungry, you can eat it. And uh, so you ate, and then he says, once you get your own house, you could throw away food if you want. Yeah. And I also remember he'd walk into my uh, room when I wasn't in there. My light was on. He'd say, hello, anybody in here? Hello? And he'd turn that light off. I said, Dad, I was coming back. He's like, well, when you pay your bills, you can leave lights on. And now I find myself going around and turning lights on, turning lights off. But uh, when I go back and visit, I turn all the lights back on. But uh, this, this love here was a very pricey love. And uh, only Mary and Jesus knew that. Number two, it was love that was persecuted. Uh, we see that she was being, being criticized for the love that she had for her Savior. And uh, you know what? It's not always, like I said, it's not always easy doing what's right. But it's not very easy doing something that nobody else understands and uh, I think about just many people in my own life that are, that are not saved, family members, they don't understand this. They say, man, you go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, on Wednesday night? And I said, uh, we, you know, in, in those, those weeks that we have church several nights, uh, you know, that's the week I said, maybe we shouldn't have it all the time because I get really tired. Uh, but I, I'm so thankful. Every time the doors are open, we need to find ourselves in church, be around God's people, encourage one another, and hear what God has for us. It was a pricey love, it was a persecuted love. But I see here, and this is what really just gets me every time, is that she went anointing the feet of Jesus, it, she wiped his feet with her hair. She made it a personal love, Amen. a very personal love. She took her hair, and uh, again, follow me on this thought, they didn't have vehicles back in Bible time. They didn't really have shoes, they walked on dirt roads. And uh, I'm not saying that Jesus had dirty feet, but if he did, I wouldn't be surprised. Everybody did, but he walked, but she anointed his feet, and she took her hair, and she wiped his feet. She could have got a towel. She could have used part of her garment, but she used her hair because it was part of her. And that, and that ointment, it was on her. And because she worshipped, and she was at pricey love, and it was persecuted, now part of that worship was still on her. And, and, and part of that ointment she got to experience and have on her as well as she worshiped, worshiped the Savior. And many days probably passing, if you could picture with me, people hearing about this story says, Mary did that? No way. And then she'd walk by and they'd smell it. And they said, she really did. Yes. You say, well, I, I want to worship my Savior. I want to I want to be, I just want to love him. And I want people to know it, uh, not just because I want man's approval, but I want to, I want to encourage those around me to worship and to love him. And I just want to just church people tonight, as we get in the hustle and bustle of Christmas, the Christmas season, it, it's, it's not very easy to just take time. I know there's a lot of things going on, but I just challenge you, just even tonight if you can, take a moment, just in the quietness of the moment, just thank Him, worship Him. Think about all that He's done. And uh, especially coming out of Thanksgiving, this has been heavy on my heart, just about all that He's done in my life. And... Uh, I'm sure if we went around the room, we could, everybody could tell a story about something they went through. It wasn't something they necessarily wanted to go through, but we needed to go through it. And the Lord knows that we need what we need to go through. And uh, maybe someone tonight is, is battling depression. I, 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 don't know, I, I, I don't know if I can ever say that I've been in depression, I've been depressed, but it, it's not something that, uh, that is 
overlooked. It's not something that is, oh, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't go through that. No, many people go through that. And, uh, but I just, I just want to encourage you tonight to just worship him, thank him, think about all the things that he's done. And in this, this Christmas time, as we get together as family, church family, let's make sure that this church, in our homes, there's just an unmistakable aroma of praise and worship. Someone that comes into this building as a visitor should just sense there's something different about this Amen. place. And uh, I'll just, just a silly illustration here, but I remember several, several years ago, um, somebody was trying to sell me something, and, uh, and I was like, oh, I'll just listen to it. And it was one of those things that if you buy this product for me and then you start to sell it, we can build this pyramid. And it was, it was not Monet or any of those other things or Pampered Chef or anything like that. But the funny thing that was, was, what it was was it was this, uh, this supplement pill that was supposed to be these vitamins that you need and all these things. And so I, I, they said, go watch this video. I said, okay, I got some time. I'll go watch this video. And this guy gets on there and he's explaining all these things that this pill is going to help you with. And uh, I said, okay, this is very interesting. But one of the things as they were listing, that the things that's supposed to help is it was supposed to prevent hair loss. And uh, I don't know, I, I hope that I could keep my hair, but uh, I don't know what the, the future has in store for me. But as this guy was telling me this, he was bald. And it wasn't, it wasn't that he had shaved his head, he still had hair on the side, but I started to think, I don't know if they got the right guy to do this video. <laughs> It's supposed to prevent hair loss. But what I'm trying to say is, if you don't have that aroma on you, if you don't have that real praise and worship for our Savior, someone that walks in the door, they're going to realize it. Yeah. And they're going to know it. And when you go to proclaim Jesus Christ and give Him the gospel, they're not going to want any part of it because it's not different. It's, it's, nothing, that, it's nothing that they already know. Uh, I think about just the tension that's in this world and the hate. And you, you, you turn on the news and there's just something that's always going on. And I know that for me, I think I look at the news like once a month just to catch up, but you get really depressed when you start to go and look through all those things. There's so much hate and wickedness out there. And uh, but so I already know about that. I think about families, how uh, they don't get along and there's tension and there's, there's arguing and there's, uh, there's uncontentment and there's unfaithfulness and there's uh, wickedness and there's uh, gossiping. That's something that the world, that's their witness. That's what the world's all about. And if that's happening in our own lives, happening in our own church, that message is going to be hindered. And uh, so if just tonight, I want to just challenge you that the, what we can learn from this story tonight, it was a pricey love, it was persecuted, but it was personal. And for me, that's just, that's what hit home for me is I want to make this personal. I don't want to just do it on Sundays. I don't want to just do it on Wednesdays. I want to take time every day to say, Lord, you're my king. And I get to worship you. I get to serve you. And you love me. Yeah. You died for me. You came to this earth for me. And I think about how we were rejected, but now we're redeemed because Christ came. We were broken, but now we're blessed because Christ came. We were, uh, we were orphans, but now we're adopted because Christ came. We were, uh, we were sick, and now we're healed because Christ came. We were enemies of God. We were outcasts, but now the Bible says we are friend, a friend of God. Why? Because Jesus Christ came. He didn't have to. I'm so glad that he did, and I just want to challenge you this, this season at this time just to take some time and worship him. I'm all about the family. I'm all about having, having the fun and all that with Christmas time, but just please, as a family, sometime, take time and just worship him and think about all that he's done and think about how you can make it personal in your own life that when people around you, they'll be affected because it's that worship is on you as well. 
Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.